The Titans are back from the bye and look to start fresh as they enter the home stretch. This is the Titans 10. We're talking that and much more. Let's go. Welcome in to the Titans 10 for Friday, December the 10th. I'm Easton Freeze, your host, broadcaster, and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. Welcome in. We are officially into week 14. Kicked off last night with that wild game uh, between the Vikings and the Steelers. Uh, if you were watching the beginning of that one, you might have turned it off too early. It became just a circus um, in the second half, and it was... Uh, just a totally a Vikings game, um, a little bit of a preview for what the Titans are going to see in their opponent in Pittsburgh next week. We'll get into that a lot more next week, obviously, but looks like another game the Titans should be favored in. Right now, they're two and a half point favorites, last I checked, uh, according to Vegas in that game. So we'll see. We'll get into that a lot next week. Not to look ahead, though, this week, week 14, the team is back from their much-needed buy. We are going to talk a little bit about that game in the weekly preview for Week 14. As always, that's our first segment today. Then we've got some midweek media to go over. Not any quick hits today. Not you know That's usually just little factoids, little snippets that I think you'll find interesting. Not really anything in that department this week for the Titans. Just looking for them to get back out there so that we can see them play and talk about them some more. All right. So before we get into that, just a reminder to subscribe to the show, subscribe to uh, the other shows that I'm on, which include Home Run Throwback on Mondays. We'll be getting back into that this week. Uh, We'll talk more about that at the end of the show, though. Uh, Just make sure you're subscribed to that show anywhere you get your podcasts and make sure you're subscribed to the Titans 10 anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Leave a review, leave a rating. If you leave a review that makes me laugh or chuckle or maybe that you just hate it, you know, if you leave a review, I might just read it on air. And I've got one, and once I get a couple of them, I'm probably going to give you a shout out on air. So leave a review. It takes two seconds. It really is helpful to me. Um, And you can get your Get your name shouted out. Get your get your comments shouted out on the show. So go do that after you finish listening to this show, of course. Much appreciated. All right, enough of my rambling. You want to hear about the Titans. Let's jump into the Week 14 Weekly Preview. Well, the Titans are coming off of their desperately needed Week 13 by just so beat up going into it. Uh, clearly a tired and hurting team that needed a physical and mental reset, and they got that opportunity last week. They are now looking to start off their final five-game home stretch against the division rival Jacksonville Jaguars this week at Nissan Stadium. A home game, a nice little, should be, nice little ease into their final five games for the team. They're heavily favored uh, by eight and a half, nine and a half points, depending on where you're betting, but a heavy touchdown plus favorite this week. It's a, a game against a team that they handle uh, in the last couple of years. You know, this is a Titans team that has struggled against teams that they play down to with kind of the exception of Jacksonville, right? They have not really struggled with the Jacksonville Jaguars in recent history, and they look to not start that this weekend. Obviously, that would put the team really on red alert if they had a tough time with this Jacksonville team, which is just reeling. Um, 
They're also getting a lot healthier, as expected. That's kind of been the game plan for this team, as beat up as they have been in the last month or so, just trying to get people situated, positioning themselves to have key players return and get healthy in time for a playoff push or, you know, in in time to uh, do a little bit of gelling over these last five games to go into that playoff push. And this week we saw three players not activated to the final 50 or the uh, official 53 man roster just yet. Although tomorrow on Saturday, I would expect us to see any activations in that department. We did see three players, Julio Jones, obviously, as well as Dane Crookshank. Uh, Those are the two big ones activated off of the IR and now are designated to return to this Titans team. We'll see whether or not they uh, go this week or not, but they're returning. You've got multiple players in the next couple of weeks that will be eligible to return from the short term IR. It's interesting. Yesterday on Twitter, my friend and colleague Sean Calderon tweeted this out and I tweeted it as well. Because it's an interesting perspective for a Titans team that has been doing a lot of uh, necessary healing over the last couple of weeks. Here's the list of players that they are expecting or expecting back in the next five weeks before the playoffs. You got running back one, Derrick Henry. Running back two, Jeremy McNichols. Wide receiver one, A.J. Brown. Wide receiver two, Julio Jones. And right guard one, Nate Davis on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, an even longer list. Nose tackle one, Tier Tart. Outside linebacker one, Bud Dupree. Inside linebackers one, two, and three in David Long, newly acquired Zach Cunningham, and Rashawn Evans. Cornerback two and four, Jack Rabbit Jenkins and Chris Jackson. And safety three. Dane Crookshank. So this is a team that has a number of starters and big playmaking depth pieces that are poised to return in the coming weeks as they head into the playoff push. And that's going to be big. Really, it's going to be everything for this for this team, right? In order for them to come together and and put together a playoff run, they're going to have to gel and gel quickly, uh, assuming that they can get healthy and get back. Now, the one player in there that I want to talk about was the big splash play, uh, big news item of the day yesterday on Thursday was the uh, claiming off of the waivers of former Texans linebacker Zach Cunningham. Since the Titans claimed him off of waivers on Thursday, uh, they inherit his existing contract, which goes through 2024. So the Titans have David Long Jr., Monty Rice, and now Zach Cunningham locked down at the inside linebacker position going forward for the the long term. It's really hard not to love that for a position group that at the moment is really thin, but with Zach Cunningham joining the team and he's not eligible to play this week, he'll uh, it sounds like he'll get into the building on Tuesday of next week. Uh, he's been deemed out this week, but you'd expect, assuming he's healthy, to be starting to look to make an impact for this team in Pittsburgh next week. We'll you know, follow up on that as we as we track the Titans next week. But he is a massive, massive acquisition for this team, assuming he is healthy. Mike Vrabel has notoriously and historically loved Zach Cunningham. He's been the best defensive player for the Texans the last couple of years. Last year, he led the entire NFL in solo tackles at 145. He, like I said, is under contract through 2024. His cap hit this year 
is only $422,000 for the rest of the season. So, according to Spotrack, the Titans' cap space is now just shy of $6.4 million. And in the next couple of years, his contract, uh, the, the cap implications are $14.7, $15.7, and $17.2 million. So, obviously... There's some there's going to have to be some movement in terms of the contract details for this guy, for this team in the offseason. That's something I, I don't like to look to the offseason while we're in the middle of the season. But clearly, they're not going to be uh, doing all of that, especially considering he's got next year a 10 million dollar. And this is the only thing that is in stone. So his contract, although it goes through 2024 in stone next year is only his rather large injury guarantee of $10 million. That's really presumably the reason that so many teams let him drop all the way to the Titans on the waivers because they didn't want to pick up that massive injury contract situation. But, you know, you got to you gotta hope that he remains healthy next season. Perhaps that's something that they can change in the offseason, but it sounds like that's the one thing that is in stone for next year. But beyond that, his contract, it sounds like, is incredibly flexible going forward. So he's a guy that they have locked down through 2024, and they can play with his contract details, the terms and all that in the offseason. He's he's a big splash play for this Titans team. He's the best acquisition at this point past the trade deadline that I think any team could have made. He fits this defense perfectly, and you'll hear more about that. There's a couple of clips that I want to show you from some Titans in the past talking about Zach Cunningham when he was with the Texans that, you know, they you can take their word over mine, how glowingly they talk about him and his speed and how he's going to fit in on this team. He's familiar with Coach Vrabel. It sounds like, according to a couple of players that were tweeting about it yesterday, Kenny former Titan Kenny Vaccaro tweeted out that that uh, Cunningham had wanted to be with Vrabel for a long time. And so now he's getting that wish. It sounds like Vrabel wanted Cunningham and Cunningham wants to play for Vrabel. So it sounds like on paper, maybe it's a little bit too good to be true. It sounds like a match made in heaven for this Titans team. And he's still young and in his prime, he's going to be a guy that if he's healthy, can contribute to this team in massive ways. So we'll listen to those clips in the midweek media segment in just a second. The last thing I have to mention, of course, in our, uh, preview segment is is tradition in the preview segment, right? It is the weekly preview britches report, which is brought to us courtesy of Jim Wyatt over at TennesseeTitans.com. The Titans are going to be in all navy blue, jersey, britches, and socks this Sunday in Nissan Stadium. All right, now let's get into the midweek media. So I've got four clips to share with you today, the first two of which, like I said, are clips from the past of Coach Mike Vrabel and then a Bussing with the Boys segment, uh, Derrick Henry and then, of course, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton, the hosts of Bussing with the Boys, great podcast over there uh, at Barstool. Those guys and Coach Vrabel, two clips that I want to show you, them talking about Zach Cunningham and how great a player they think he is and how great a fit it sounds like he will be for this team. So the first of those two clips here, let's listen to Coach Mike Vrabel talking about him in a press conference leading into a game last season against the Houston Texans. You know, he, um, you know, shows up at Vanderbilt here, probably, you know, undersized, got length and probably was lanky and grew in his body. I mean, he's an explosive player. Um, doesn't look like a physical player, but but he will he will be one of the best inside linebackers that we'll see. Um 
unquestionably this this year. And um, I just think that each and every year I see him, he's he's more instinctive, you know, reading reading plays and diagnosing them, and you know, he finds a lot of way. If we don't block forty one, then it won't matter. Um, he'll he'll make the tackle and he'll be involved with it. So, you know, again, he's he's doing a nice job and um, he's very active. So clearly, head coach Mike Vrabel is very fond of Zach Cunningham. Now let's listen to Derek Henry as the guest on Bussing with the Boys with Taylor Lewan and Will Compton this past offseason talking about Zach Cunningham and him not getting enough recognition for the level of player that he is in this league. The two tackles before that, uh, Zach had tackled him both times. He like shed a good block on a, uh, on a quiz. And then the next one, he hits... The shit out of Saffold, and, and I was like, yeah. Have, I was like, yo, okay, Cunningham's out there balling, dude. I don't know yeah. how he don't get no more recognition than he does. It'll, it'll he was like the leading year. tackler, I think, he's this year. Wasn't he? record, he's dude, one the of the records. Got to be good to have that kind of recognition. Yeah, he's a good yeah, player. Still, I was surprised though, he, he didn't get Pro Ignore things he be doing. He, he the truth. Cunningham's a good. He's a really good football player because he's fast as shit. Fast. So you're like, oh, I got to get over the top on him. And then if you kind of get on top, he dips inside really well. And he don't. And then care once you're like, all right, are, I'm not gonna let him get me. Then yeah. he layers that fucking boom on you. He don't like, care. He is. Because he's R- coming Ray down would hill. be like block block forty one. Yeah. And it's like, man, why is he talking about forty one so much? And then I was Ray, watching that game. Right. So you don't have to take my word for it. Clearly, he's got the respect of the coaches and the players on this team. It will be really interesting to see what he's able to do with this team in these last final five games. You know, he's going from a team, the Texans, that uh, are already out of the playoff picture this season, up among the worst in the league now to a team in second place in the AFC looking to make a push for the one seed in the AFC. So he's going to certainly be motivated. It's going to be really exciting to watch the Titans and Zach Cunningham to see what he can bring to this defense. All right, now moving on to our last two clips, both from Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing. This week, his Thursday press conference, he had a couple of things that I wanted to listen to. First, here he is talking about the team generally losing speed on the offensive side of the ball before the bye, just talking about some of those things with this team desperately needing a break and what they saw and what they're looking to improve upon given the past two weeks of rest and rejuvenation for this team in the final stretch. You know, I think um, I think anytime you're getting into that long of a stretch, uh, you know, without a break, um, you know, there's a chance that you're going to see some of that. And I think there's certainly some opportunities we've missed at keeping the pressure on the defense and playing as fast as we can play. Um, and, and, you know, there have been some moving parts throughout that as well and, and getting some of that timing down. I mentioned in man coverage, particularly in the pass game, you know, part of getting open is that timing element of things. And so, uh, you know, we're always looking for ways to uh, make sure that we're demanding the most out of guys uh, from a speed and timing standpoint. So, you know, always looking to improve. And that speed element was something that was talked about a bit in today's press conferences as well. Today is Friday, of course. They were mentioning in the press conferences how they use the GPS tracker technology now uh, to their advantage in practice, especially with guys returning from injuries, just being able to look at how quickly they're moving prior to their injury and then in practice how quickly they're moving post-injury to see whether or not they're back up to that level. And I'm sure that's something that they saw in the games, even with the healthy players. Uh, Those last couple of weeks, 
just generally the team slowing down, it showing you know, just the eye test watching the games, obviously, you could see that this team needed a break, and they got one. So let's see if they can capitalize on that. The next clip from Downing, this is him talking about, and he said this previously this year. Here he is. He doubled and tripled down on this notion in his Thursday presser just about Ryan Tannehill and how what he says is the case. Ryan Tannehill has performed better this year than his stats and the box score would indicate. Uh, you know, I just I, I know that we're always looking for yardage and QB rating and, and all those sorts of things. And I, I think that uh, Ryan has played some efficient football and really good football distributing for us in stretches. And I think that there's been, uh, you know, some of those uh, turnovers or even lack of production uh, that doesn't fall on his shoulders. And, and uh, unfortunately, that hurts the stat line. So, um I guess what I mean uh, to unpack that a little bit further is that Ryan's the leader of this team. We have a lot of belief in him uh, pulling the trigger at the quarterback position for us, and you know we, we think he's uh, he's done a, a nice job with a lot of what he's been asked to do. Now, I think this notion of Tannehill outperforming what his stats would tell you holds up a little bit more in the first seven, eight weeks of the season, right? Because he was playing behind among the league's worst pass protection. He was playing with, you know, spotty weapons in and out of the lineup, and that's obviously become more of the case now. But really, he had so little time to throw, and so his protection was so poor when he dropped back to pass earlier in the season, and yet he was still doing enough to win games. Um, But recently, especially in the last two games, which has been the two-game losing skid for the Titans, I'm not sure whether that case is as strong. Um, Clearly, you know, Ryan Tannehill in his press conference, he talked about how he has not been shaken or lost any faith in himself. Todd Downing in his press conference on Thursday was asked a similar question, and he gave an emphatic no to the question of whether or not he's lost any faith in Ryan Tannehill or if he thinks he's been shaken at all. So they have confidence in their guy. I think it's a little bit overblown for people to be jumping off of Ryan Tannehill right now. But it's a nuanced thing, right? He's not playing as well at all as he has in the last two years with the Titans. But it's been two bad games, and he's been, you know, suitable given his circumstances this year as a whole, I think. He obviously has to be better for this team to have any chance in the playoffs of making much of a run, especially if they don't have their full complement of weapons. But... In terms of winning games, the Titans are 8-4, and four, and Ryan Tannehill has been the quarterback the entire time, so I think it's a nuanced thing, right? He has been underwhelming based on the high standards that he set for himself in the past two years, but he also has not shown that he's fallen off a cliff or that the last two years were a mirage. Okay, enough talk about that. Let's get out of here on the injury report. So we'll start with the Jaguars side of the final injury report. Their list is just about as long as the Titans, which is impressive this season for any team because the Titans injury list has been so long every week for the Jacksonville Jaguars to have a list as long is, you know, doesn't speak well of the situation they're in either. They've got a couple of, I won't go through all of them because, you know, you're not going to know all of them, but they got a couple of key players on here. Defensive end Josh Allen with a shoulder injury, was limited on Thursday, but then a full participant on Friday. The only player that has a designation on their list is offensive lineman Brandon Linder with a back injury who didn't practice all week. He is officially out. Everybody else does not have a designation for the Friday status, so 
you'd assume that there'll be at least a game time decision. A couple of other key players for them, Marvin Jones Jr., wide receiver, uh, non-injury related, uh, just some rest on Wednesday. He was a full participant the rest of the week, so I'd expect him to be going. Let's see, cornerback Shaq Griffin with concussion was full all week. Sounds like he's going to be good to go. Running back James Robinson with a heel and knee injury was limited on Wednesday, then didn't practice on Thursday, but was full on Friday. So it sounds like he's going to be going. And uh, linebacker Miles Jack with a knee injury did not practice all week until Friday. And on Friday, he was a full participant. So it sounds like he's trending in the right direction as well. Now, on the Titans side, we'll list everybody. There are five players designated as out, one of which is newly acquired linebacker Zach Cunningham. Obviously, he just got to the team on Friday. He was a DNP. He's officially out. He's not even been in the building yet, but he's not injured. So we'll see next week how much practice he can get in and whether or not he'll be a contributing factor for the Titans in Pittsburgh. The other four players that are out, these are injury-related. You've got tight end Tommy Hudson with an ankle injury, didn't practice all week, he's out. Cornerback Jackrabbit Jenkins with an ankle injury, also DNP and is out. Linebacker David Long with a hamstring, also DNP all week and is out. Though Those two last ones, Jenkins and Long, are big for this defense. Also big for the defense, defensive lineman Tier Tart with an ankle injury. He was DNP all week and is out. So those four players, pretty clearly all week, they weren't going to be going because they didn't practice all week, and they will be out at least one more week, though you know, we'll see whether or not they'll be back. It, it sounds like none of them are obviously dealing with long-term situations outside of David Long, who's now been out for, I believe, four, maybe five total weeks, three or four games. He's, you know, hamstring injuries are just so finicky to deal with and to project whether or not they'll be more of a long-term issue or whether they'll calm down enough to be able to play in the near term. He's somebody you're definitely going to want to look at going forward. The other players on this list all don't have a designation. So no questionable designations for these players. It sounds like they'll all be game time decisions. Defensive back Elijah Molden. He has a hip injury and didn't practice on Wednesday, then was limited, then was full. So he trended in the right direction. Sounds like he's going to go. Defensive lineman Denico Autry, this is probably the biggest on this list in terms of guys that could go with a knee injury, was limited on Wednesday, out on Thursday, but then full on Friday. So he's trending in the right direction. Outside linebacker Harold Landry with a hamstring was limited all week. Outside linebacker Ola Adani with a hamstring was full all week. Sounds like he's going to go. The rest of these players were all full all week, so I'll just list them off. Jayon Brown with a quad. Nate Davis with a, with a concussion. Linebacker Rashawn Evans with an ankle. Cornerback Greg Maben with an ankle. And running back Jeremy McNichols getting over his concussion. All of those players, full participants all week. Sounds like they're all going to go. So that's actually probably the best injury report for the Titans potentially all year long. I'd have to go back to the very beginning of the season, but at least in the last month or two, their injury report has not been this optimistic. And, you know, it it's a good thing because they're coming off the bye, so it should be. So they'll be getting a lot of those players back. They'll also potentially be getting Dane Crookshank at safety and Racy McMath at wide receiver. I think I failed to mention him earlier, but he's also uh, designated to return from the IR. And then, of course, Julio Jones, wide receiver, designated to return this week, whether or not he will be active or any of those players will be active this weekend should be answered next week or next uh, tomorrow morning. I can't speak all of a sudden tomorrow morning afternoon on Saturday is usually when they make those designations. So a lot of players returning for this Titans team, a lot more returning in the near future, hopefully 
it's all looking like this team is going to be coming together in terms of the roster playing together, being healthy again, just in time for these final five games, which will determine whether they have a chance at that one seed or whether they limp into the playoffs and barely win the division. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today and this week on the Titans 10. We will be back next week with a full four days worth of content for you. Excited to have all of that lined up. Really excited about our guests next week. Excited to talk about the team after a game again. You know, just a bye week. Feels like it's been a while. A um, couple of things before we go. Make sure to check out Home Run Throwback with me and Jimmy Morris, who is the director of content here at broadwaysportsmedia.com, as well as the uh, editor-in-chief over at the very popular Music City Miracles blog. We do shows every Sunday night recapping our, our immediate reaction to the Titans game and the NFL Sunday. Those are out for you on Monday mornings, so check that out on Monday. We, uh, we've got a potential very exciting guest on that show coming up in the next couple of weeks that you for sure are not going to want to miss. So be listening to the show and eventually you'll hear our great guest that we'll have on before the season is out. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So check that show out enough rambling, enough plugging, make sure to tune in (coughs) to to tune in to the Titans uh, as they take on the Jaguars this weekend at home on Sunday at noon on CBS And, of course, do not miss the next episode of the Titans 10 next Tuesday, where where we will be breaking down the game and all of the news that comes out of this weekend's action. Have a great couple of days. Thank you for listening, and enjoy another NFL Sunday with the Titans playing the Jaguars. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives because, of course, they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 BSM. That's at the Titans 10BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10. Titans 10.